Hello and welcome to From the Rookery End. My name's John uh, and this week we are going to give you two podcasts. There's two podcasts full of Watford fans uh, sharing their opinions on Watford Football Club. Uh, firstly today, uh, which is the Sunday after Watford won away at Newcastle 3-0. Our uh, biggest away win uh, in Premier League history, uh, well, at least since the mid-80s. And uh, also we'll do a podcast after we play Manchester United. Uh, so I didn't notice until uh, at Hornet's Nest pointed it out yesterday. Uh, we've got three Uniteds in a row. West Ham, Newcastle and then Manchester. Uh, two out of three so far in terms of wins. Uh, so in this podcast, a slightly shorter one probably, uh, I'm going to be chatting to Colin, uh, who's been on the podcast this season uh, many times. Uh, also the voice of Hornet Heaven. Uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, uh, then you won't know what Colin sounds like. Uh, but if you have, you will know very, very well uh, what he sounds like. And um, he was at the game yesterday and I caught up with him to find out his take on the game. Colin, uh, it was a long trip up to Newcastle, um, and yeah, it was worth it. We all know that much. But in terms of the, the, the overall performance you saw from, from Watford, in terms of all the away performances we've seen this season, how does this one sit with you? Well, very interestingly, the thing that struck me the most was how uh, calm the team were and how well organised they were. But most important of all, the way that they never... They didn't overexert themselves. I think in the past with Watford teams, you've got Newcastle away and then you've got United and Tottenham. Teams approach the Newcastle game with a kind of manic need to get the three points. We've got to get those three points because we've got United and Tottenham and we're probably not going to get anything from those games. So let's get up there and let's run around like mad and play at you know, 100 miles an hour and make sure we get the win. But yesterday, the way they set up, took a bit. Of, they took a bit in the first 10 minutes. Newcastle sort of came out and played and got, got at us. But then after that, there was just this kind of calmness to pass the ball and push it out wide and come back inside. And then we scored an absolutely beautiful goal that, again, looked a little bit like something that was prepared on the training grounds. Eagle got wide, Hughes came, drifted in from the right, and, uh, and we've all seen the highlights, so we know what happened. But then from then on, it was just, it was, we just played in third gear. And I've seen on social media people saying, oh, you know, we should have got four or five. It should have been six or seven. What's wrong with Gray? Why doesn't he? We didn't need to. We, we won the game at a canter. We never had to get, you know, we, we won it at a trot, really, in third gear. And that's what we need to be able to do. That's what the big teams can do. They know they've got a busy schedule coming up. They go away from home. They get well organised. They score the goals. They come off the pitch. And, uh, and they go on to the next game. And that's what we did yesterday. And that was what was so impressive. And I felt that was different from the performance of Bournemouth or Southampton, particularly Swansea, where we were desperate to get that winner and we got it. But, you know, we really exerted ourselves. The same at West Brom. This game was completely different. We'll, we'll talk about Andre Gray in, in a minute. And I think where those numbers of six or seven or eight, whenever, I hate it when people say that about football matches. Um, <laughs> Me too. Uh, but, but let's go. So let's, let's look at some of the, sort of the standout players. And it's the second game in a row where both Ziegler and Will Hughes are really shone. Particularly, I did actually like what Geordie tweeted uh, yesterday uh, on Saturday. Uh, was Ziegler just a normal, ordinary footballer? But then having been hit in the face um, by um, Andy Carroll, he's, sort of, he's almost like he's been bitten, like Spider-Man being bitten. All of a sudden, he's this awesome, awesome player. And, and in theory, that's what it feels like, because he got hit in his first game in within minutes, and we didn't get to see him before that. Um, but, also, he came out wearing a, you know, a Superman mask. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't superhero quite. I wasn't sure it was a superhero or he's more of a, a villain and uh, a highwayman who would be uh, stealing from the rich um, or the uh, the Newcastle <laughs> uh, defence. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, let's start with Ziegler. He's really come on, and I don't know about you, but that that strength in uh, backup we've got this year is unbelievable compared to pr- previous seasons, without a shadow of a doubt. And I, I think the, th- the other thing I learned 
yesterday from watching the game was that whatever they're doing on the training ground, uh, it's clear that Silva wants to play a back three. I don't know if he wants to play a back three always, but it looks a bit like he, he prefers that system. And I think having sort of struggled with the idea of why is a back three better than a back four, I, I could see yesterday why it was. And that the back three were much more in touch with each other. They moved as a unit. Uh, Britos on the left, Cabaselli in the middle, Mariapa on the right, and then later on Prodel came in and he went in the middle. And I think Cabaselli went over to the right. They just moved as a unit. They covered each other. When one came forward to snuff out some danger, they moved across behind. Um, but the real reason that a back three works, and, and I'll get to Ziegler in a minute, the real reason that a back three is, is a preferable system, if you can make it work, is that you have much more flexibility, and, the, and but you have to have two brilliant wing backs to make it work. And we've got Ziegler and Fomenia, and I think Ziegler is a better bet as a wing back than Holabas. If you've got two brilliant wing backs who are, are very speedy, good on the ball, and have good positional understanding, you can turn a back five when you're under the cosh into a five in midfield really quickly when you get the ball, and then into a four up front. Because if we look at Richarlison, really he's playing as a forward now more than a midfielder alongside Gray. Mm. And if you've got your your wing backs can get up there when you've got the ball and are attacking, you've got you've got a, you know a four at the front. If you then lose the ball, they can drop back quickly into into a five in midfield. So the th the three in the central midfield don't have to get stretched out wide to cover the ball. And then you can lock the ball down, maybe win the ball back higher up the pitch. And if you are under the cosh, they can drop back and play in a five. Yeah, it always feels to me like when you've got that five in midfield, a it, it that flicking back to forward. Uh, and that sort of breaking feels much more energetic. But yes. it almost keeps that middle three in the midfield more compact, but more yes. able to do their little touches to move that ball through the middle, not just out wide. Yes. I know yesterday a lot of stuff went out wide to Ziegler, especially in the first half. The five in the middle m completely makes sense. But... If you're a new manager, don't you sort out four four two first, and then you start bringing the systems? And it almost feels like that's where um, Marco's got himself. I know we've seen the three before, but it's it's almost like you know he has to make sure one system works before he moves on to uh, another system. And 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 almost like yesterday was okay. We're playing Newcastle. Uh, this is you know, it's not an easy game. It's the Premier League, but you know the, the ability to sort of play that three at the back against Newcastle is the best place to to try it out, uh, yeah. and it worked quite well um the question is that we then do see it, see it on uh, on tuesday against manchester united i think we will i think he's got the confidence to say look you've done that you've done the work on the training ground you've got the discipline now you three at the back you two wing backs you played well together you know on either side of the pitch ziegler got is that an assist for an own goal is that two assists was it, it was him. <laughs> if i was him i'd be on the on it saying no i'm having that as an assist do they, do, they get, do they get bonuses because of assists? I don't know. If, if, you, if he does, do. I would definitely be on that. <laughs> so that, that was the influence he had on the game. I mean, uh, the cutback for Hughes was exquisite. But, you, but the system only works really if you've got two players who play at wing-back who, who've got good positional se uh, sense and also have the pace to get back. I mean, it's no, it's no mistake now that I've sort of worked that out for myself. You can see why... Man City spent 50 million quid on Carl Walker because yeah. the whole system is dependent on the wing-backs being able to get up and back and be in the right place at the right time to create that flexibility. And we seem to have that now. And I, I can't... I, I, I mean, I, it seems to me that Ziegler is, will play on Tuesday night, you know, as long as he recovers well. Same with Firminia. He might go to a back four. I don't, does that make us more solid? I'm not sure. Maybe it does. I don't know. I mean, Newcastle was so poor, it's very hard to judge. They really didn't threaten us they but, didn't really yeah. carry any threat 
But we looked better defensively than we had against West Ham. And I thought they'd worked hard on the training grounds to, to solve some of the problems that we had against West Ham. Uh, with them sort of cutting through us a couple of times at the end of the first half. And we didn't see that yesterday. So there's an improvement there. Whether he's going to play that system against United, you know, is anybody's guess. I hope he does, because I think it's I think it's a better system for us. We've got the players to play it now. Yeah, and I think we've got the squad to, to fill it now um, with enough enough of those players having got game time. You know, you would yep. have said, you know, two, two weeks ago before the international break, was Eagle not played and Will Hughes hardly played? So yeah. you didn't feel like you had the confidence to put that system in. But now I think, you know, they are, you know, this is the deepest squad I think I could well, ever thought, I could ever imagine we ever had. I agree. And also I think what's interesting is that Ziegler, it's a lot of courage to come out with a, with a broken nose. I'm assuming it's broken or very badly bruised. And to go again, you know, six days later and say, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, it takes courage. Same with Firmini. He came off with whatever it was was wrong with his leg, but he's made a magic recovery. The reason is they don't want to get dropped. They want to be in that side. Yeah. And the players, because the players on the bench, they also want to be in that side. Holobas wants to get back on the pitch. Yamat wants to get back on the pitch. Pereira wants to get back on the pitch. Capu wants to play. You know, they Actually, all that sounds amazing, by the way, what you just said then. <laughs> all those players who, who were our first choice players, who we were almost dependent on last year. And you're saying they want to get on the pitch, but they might not. I mean, that's just amazing. That is amazing. Oh, I love it. I mean, I, I think it's the recruitment policy. And I think yeah. we have to look at what Gino's achieved. I mean, I, I guess you could argue that Richarlison came to Watford partly because Marco convinced him, or at least that's certainly Marco's narrative. Mm. But if you look at the players that were brought in, you look at Ziegler, for instance, who I have to say is one of the players that Silva was disappointed about. You know, when he said, oh, I've yeah. been disappointed on the last day, we, we got these, I wanted a different left back. I don't know who he wanted, but we've ended up <laughs> with Ziegler. And look at him now. I mean, you think, well, you know, Gino does know a thing or two. That, that recruitment policy, we've got, so we've got Ziegler, uh, we've got Familiar on the other side, we've got Hughes, we've had Chalabar, we've got Gray up front, Richarlison, Carrillo. These are all the players that came in in the summer and they're all starting and playing well. So, I mean, that, that policy has been very successful. So the, the slight negative from the game, for me, which is really hard to find a negative, but I don't know why I do it when we do these podcasts, you always try and find a right. negative, was Andre Gray, um, who is still, <sighs> but I'm saying he's still finding his feet and it was interesting what what Jenkins said about actually it's more about the the team behind him and the system he's playing in um, that will let him settle down. And maybe that's a thing. He has sort of his his partnerships really haven't sort of got there. But there was there was a two moments uh, in yesterday's game where he was him and the goalkeeper one on one, and I just don't know what he did. I said on our WhatsApp group it, it was a bit of the Agarlos about him that that you know, that when when Agarlo when Agarlo was. You know, all worried and panicking, clearly about yep. um, having to score again, having to score again. It just it, it, it mentally he's looked like a player who really isn't confident. No, not one on one. He isn't. He seems to be more confident in his running, and, he's, and he got his goal from what was an absolute peach of a cross yeah. from Richarlison. But, but he, I know he got I, there after and he scored his goal. But certainly those one on ones, as soon as he got the ball, you, had, you were watching him. You, you had absolutely no confidence that he was going to score a goal. He didn't come in hard. He didn't cut inside. He just dithered on the ball. And then he part basically won the first one. He kicked out for a goal kick, miles wide, My, yeah. the target. And the second one, he just was a back pass. So you do wonder what what that what's going on there. What 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 is that lack of confidence? Those that was his strength when we played Brentford uh, three seasons ago, and he was playing against us, uh, and they went down to ten men. I mean, he just ran straight towards the goal and scored a goal when they were down to yeah. ten men. And he doesn't seem to have that level of confidence at the moment. But hopefully, you know, it will come. He was he, he had an interesting celebration where he got quite animated and 
cross and was looking up at, uh, at the fans as if he felt we were we'd been criticising him. I don't mm. think people have been criticising him really. No, no. There's he, been a few he, he, sort he of mutterings, gest- haven't he they? He gestured his ears, like putting his ears towards like. I can't hear you, or something like that, and I wasn't sure <laughs> yeah. what what that was quite going. But he on was about. quite angry. Celebration yeah. was quite an angry one, and I quite like that. That's good. That's how you, you know you do you do need to improve. He definitely does need to improve. But his running and his positional play, play and the kind of effort that he puts in for the side and the way he brings players in that's definitely improved. But when he had his two moments, he he definitely uh, yeah he failed his audition there, didn't he? I mean, it just wasn't convincing at all. And I don't know why. I don't know why that should be. I th- my daughter said to me, she said, if that had been Troy, he'd have got one of those two. And I thought, yes, he would have muscled his way towards goal and he would have, he would have slotted one away. Um, whereas with Gray, as soon as he got the ball, he was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. And you could see it in his body, the sort of anxiety. As soon as he received the ball, he didn't have that, I know what I'm doing. I know I'm going to do this and I'm going to score. You know, a bit, I mean, it's interesting what, comparing that to what Richarlison did against West Ham. When he got that ball for the goal he scored... He got the ball, head down, straight towards the goal, shot off, goal scored. Thank you very much. No doubt in his mind that's what he was going to do. Whereas with Gray, you could see that doubt as soon as he received it. He was looking to pass it to someone where, but no, you've got to get, you know, be selfish, get it, go for goal, score. And he didn't do that. Um, we've talked about the uh, defence. Um, we haven't mentioned Gomez, but didn't didn't have a particularly huge amount to do. Uh, maybe early on he did a few saves to, to sort of keep us in the game, but they weren't exactly convincing uh, shots from Newcastle. Uh, no. We talked about the width, we talked about the, the, the front. And midfield, I know it's been our biggest joyous thing this season so far. <laughs> but the, what I'm still loving is how joyous it is, even with all these changes. Um, you know, we are, what, phase three of it. If it was Ch- uh, Chalabar, Cleverly and Decore. Um, phase two was in with uh, Pereira and now with Will Hughes in there. Uh, but it's fantastic how they, they are like weaving in and out uh, and coming back and forth and how... I can't remember who said it on, Twitter, on Twitter, I think it was, you know, what problems is Marco going to have to fit all those players into playing regular football uh, for Watford when they are all fit? We've never had that problem before. And it was interesting in yesterday's game that he brought off Richarlison and Hughes, not for tactical reasons, but purely to give them, you know, a 10 minute rest. They only have to play 80 minutes or 75 minutes or whatever it was because he needs them again on Tuesday. The fact is we're going to play like nine games between now and the 4th of January. So I think, I think everyone will get their go because he's going to have to rotate. He's not stuck like previous seasons thinking, I've got to play my best 11 if I've got a chance of winning. Because actually, he's got 16, 17 players there that he can draw on now and know that they're of equal ability to the person they're replacing. And that is a, that is a massive positive. But I have to say, uh, what's interesting is that each week, someone else comes forward and catches our eyes. So yesterday, it was definitely Ziegler. I thought against West Ham, it was Hughes. Um, but, what, but nevertheless, they're is cleverly and decore still playing at sort of an eight out of ten every single game tight uh passing the ball to each other being available in space just just dictating the play in midfield and you know we don't even talk about them much you know in the last few weeks we haven't t- mentioned them really because they're just getting on with doing their job but they are still maintaining that level and that's that's really what's making this tick up
Uh, so Tuesday, we're back at Vicarage Road for a midweek game. It's I, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to a midweek game at Vicarage Road. I haven't had one since August, and that wasn't a lot of fun against Bristol City. Um, but, you know, it's, it's almost a thing I miss the most, even though it's going to be really cold. The thing I miss the most about being in the Premier League, and we get... On a cold Tuesday night, uh, we're going to get Manchester United at Vicarage Road. You've got to be the most confident you've ever been going into a game against Manchester United, Colin. Oh, it's hard to say that, isn't it? Being a Watford fan, I didn't say confident. I didn't say overly confident. I said the most confident. <laughs> yeah, probably the most confident, which is still on on the scale, not that confident, but yeah, more confident than normal. And I think one of the reasons I do feel more confident is that we haven't overexerted ourselves. Those players are not going to be flat out on their backs uh, today and tomorrow, just trying to desperately to get some uh, recovery time in in order to go again. Because I think they because they played within themselves, they'll they'll be fit and ready. I think they understand what Marco wants from them. I think they've they trust each other as a team, and uh, uh, they play for each other. They work hard for each other. I think, yeah, I, I do feel reasonably confident that we can get something from that game, whether we do or not. Of course, they've got you know they've got Ibrahimovic and mm. Martial and Rashford and uh, Matic and Pogba, and I mean they've got they've got a sort of you know a rogues gallery of riches. And and we will have to be at our very best to to keep them out. But um, I think we've also will also give them something to think about. I do, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. I agree with you. I mean, the 7.45 kickoff, 8 o'clock kickoff, whatever it is, on a Tuesday night in the Premier League at home, under the lights, on a cold, you know, cold late autumn evening is just, you know, something to, to really celebrate and enjoy and look forward to. And I think so, yeah, fingers crossed. And we're going in with that, that mental great win uh, at at Newcastle, um, and hopefully, maybe, as we saw uh, Andre being a little bit not so confident, the, the team are confident, um, and, and we, we can score goals. Uh, biggest, was it our biggest away win uh, in Premier League uh, history, or biggest one since uh, about 1986? So we yeah, are scoring, um, which is... So I've got a question for you. Go on then. Do, do you think Troy Deeney will, one, be on the bench, or two, start against Manchester United? Who's the bench... There were no strikers on the bench yesterday. Were there was there? no strikers on the bench, no. So I sort of think for that reason alone, I think he has to be on the bench. It is the one area, if Akaka, who isn't injured, is still not getting on the bench when Troy's been banned, then you just want to, you know that's the one area in January they have to address. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it has to be another star striker who's, you know, guaranteed, you know, starting up front. Uh, and really, really, really pushing Andre Gray, but someone who is a credible um, understudy is is almost a must. So he's got to be on the bench. Um, and if we're going to use him, I you know, the, the game after uh, Arsenal, he didn't impose himself as he did against the no. Arsenal team. Um, and you sort of think, as he said, what's the phrase he used? He was he was the equaliser. Yeah. Um, and uh, I said I, I, when he said that, I thought, no, Troy, I want you to be the winner. Um, but he <laughs> he he did that role against Arsenal, and I think he could easily play that role at a certain point if the game is in a certain place. Yeah. Um, it, it come uh, come half past eight, nine o'clock on a on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So I think he will be, but uh, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how his role, does he stay more in that role of the equaliser and coming on, uh, or does Marco sort of, does he try and play him uh, as, a, as a starting striker? But as you say, there's a lot of games coming up, so he's bound to start one of them. Yeah, he will do, and I, I think he'll probably pick the same starting eleven 
that started if Britos is fit, he'll start pick the same starting eleven as he as he played against Newcastle. I think I think one of the things that has really surprised me and surprised a lot of people is the form of uh, of Mariapa and Cabaselli, and they have mm. really they seem undroppable now. They seem like they're that they're the you know the first two, and then probably Britos because he's left footed, but maybe Prodel now that he's back because he's so imposing in the middle. Uh, and the other two are more mobile on either side of him. But, I mean, those two players are really are really in the middle of, of a good spell for both of them. And I don't think anyone really thought when Mariapa came back to the club that he would be in this position, at the, uh, at the position he's in now. No. Uh, but I meant to say about Cabaselli, you said how great the cross from Richarlison was was to um, Andre Gray for the third goal. But the yeah. ball out to Richarlison yeah. uh, from Cabaselli made it uh, you know, bang, 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 and it was goal. Um, and that was a, a lovely sort of really forward-thinking defensive clearance. That transitional play from getting the ball back down the pitch and then being able to release it quickly, but especially if you're trying to play on the break because the team's trying to you know trying to get back in the game like Newcastle were, it's just such a such a brilliant thing to have in the locker that you can release that ball and then you're off you know straight away you're 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 attacking. The thing that worries me, John, is that all our players are playing so well. Are we going to have any of them? Any of them going to still be with us in six months' time? Well, it's not because, six months. You know, it's, it's two. It's two months' time. It's what's going to happen so, yeah. in January. But you know, I, I can't see many of them going in January unless, no, I can't unless they're going to. You know, everything's more, even more expensive in January. So if you Richarlison was to go, it would have to be for fifty million. Yeah, you would think so. You could you? negotiate in the summer a lesser sum, but with all the add-ons and all that sort of stuff. That yeah, with it. yeah. Um, but he's the he's the 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 pinup boy, let's say, of the season so far. Um, yes, I would agree with that. And I I can't see him making that choice at this point in his career. No, I would have thought it. he doesn't need it yet. He's not. No, I mean Ashley Young left halfway through his first season at what you know with Watford in the Premier League, and that was a very different Watford. That was like that was the chance he had to make a permanent place as a Premier League player, and he's gone on and done that. Yeah, Richarlison um, knows that actually Watford aren't necessarily going to be going down, um, no. which definitely would have been part of uh, Ashley's young um, thought process when he went to Aston Villa. Yeah, and also the club needed the money. I mean, they oh, couldn't turn down nine point seven five million quid at the time, could they? Yeah, but we could turn down twenty five million. How cool's that? <laughs> that is cool and we've turned down 20 million quid or 15 million quid for our manager as well yeah, I, just, yeah, yeah. I like the way Gino's doing things at the moment he's just saying don't try and treat us like a small club we're not mm-hmm. having it you can't come in here and bully us and take our players and take our manager just because you think oh we're Watford so we just go and get what we want he's saying no you can't and if you do that again I'm going to get my lawyer to call you up yeah. and I, I think that's very good that's putting down a market it'll make people you know, take us a bit more seriously we were first on match of the day yesterday. I mean, that's that's the uh, we, we've been on first on match of the day before, but not for winning. Only when we've been thrashed. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> so, thank you very much uh, for listening from the Rooker End. Uh, we're back with another podcast after Tuesday's game against Manchester United uh, under the lights at Vicarage Road. Do wear your thermals, and uh, if you have one of those uh, flasks that you can have keep your hot things hot and your cold things cold, then I do heartily recommend bringing that along with you. Uh, thank you very much, Colin. Thank you. Thank you very much, John. Uh, and uh, we'll be back with another From the Weekend in a few days' time. Come on, you ones. Yeah.